We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 842, 18 before 9, Tommy Tucker, WWL, Monday, January 16th, Martin Luther King Day, highs of 72 today. A 20% chance for showers. J.P. Morrell joins us, New Orleans City Council member. I guess, J.P., incoming council president, or have you been sworn in? Uh, I've been sworn in, so okay. I'm the council president. Council president, J.P. Morrell. First of all, um, on this Martin Luther G- uh, King Jr. Day, I think we need to remember that when it comes to city services, when it comes to things like crime, it's not a white thing. It's not a black thing. It's a people thing, and specifically when it comes to crime, it's a good guys versus bad guys thing. Well, I mean, I think that typically what it comes down to when when a community devolves into having a crime problem, it's a quality of life, it's a lack of opportunity, and it's a lack of leadership. And I think that one of the things that we should think about today on Martin Luther King Day is how we have a lack, a general lack from the city level of significant leadership to have a plan to lead us out of this crisis. And if nothing else, when you look at a lot of the leaders we've had in our community in particular. Wait, JP, you broke, like Dorothy May Taylor. Wait, you broke up a little bit. I'm sorry, go ahead. I said when you look at our city and the tremendous amount of leadership we had in the black community in times of crisis, that is lacking right now. Wow. Um, Has anything been done in terms of the new police chief search to advance anything since Ferguson announced his retirement? Because I I ask a lot of different people this and I get the same answer. And the answer is no, we're not really any further along than we were when he announced his retirement, are we? We're not. And in fact, Tommy, that's the reason why at our special meeting on Wednesday, one of the items on the agenda is a is a demand that we have a briefing on what the status is of the national search because we've all tried informally and in some cases formally to get something out of the mayor as far as what that search looks like and basically we have gotten nothing i think that at that public meeting where we're having a tremendous amount of public of individuals from the public both um, from the faith-based community we have leader we have uh, leaders of different schools students showing up we have nonprofits. we have victims rights advocates with all these people in the room i think it's time for everyone to know what the plan is because right now i'll tell you probably from my perspective there is no plan for a national search there is no plan and by all appearances it seems like they're just kind of waiting out the recall to do something afterwards jp i gotta tell you that if i were reading the tea leaves that's what i would say she's riding out the recall after ash wednesday um if the recall is not successful then look out, Katie bar the door because she's going to feel invincible. And then 
with the police chief. I think her plans as it stands, this is what I think is going on in her head. The mayor, I think she thinks the recall is going to fail. I think she thinks that as a result, then she'll be in control. And then Michelle Woodfork is the uh, permanent police chief from that point forward without a national search. Do you think I'm wrong? And I know you can't get into her head, but just playing this chess game, it appears that's where she's headed. Well, I mean, I don't think that's really chess, Tommy. I think that's checkers. Okay. And I will tell you that at the end of the day, the confirmation process is still in place. She mm-hmm. was unsuccessful in vetoing it. She was unsuccessful in lobbying against it. And that that mechanism is still going to kick in after 120 days. And at the end of the day, not having a search, a, a search for a police chief, lying about even having a search for a police chief, I think that's going to factor into the confirmation process because, as you've seen, there are a lot of people who are very concerned who have opinions on the on the fate of the police department. And the confirmation process is a public one. And I have a feeling, Tommy, that a tremendous amount of people are going to turn out in opposition to Chief Woodfork, whether she's qualified or not, because they think the process is rigged. Gee. And what I've said repeatedly publicly is you're not doing Chief Woodfork any favors by rigging the process because you're basically putting her in a position, whether she's good at the job or bad at the job, is not actually having won the job. So what happens procedurally after 120 days? The interim appointment is over with, and then can she continue to make interim appointments? What happens at that point procedurally, JP? Well, in the rules, if if Chief Woodfork goes past the 120-day period, then she cannot be put forward as the permanent police chief. And in the rules, there's a very specific process about how once that happens, the reality is that the interim period is really set forth to deal with emergency situations. Once the emergency situation has, has expired and Chief Ferguson's sudden departure, I think, counted as an emergency situation, then you're going to have a crisis where the council is going to be in a position where we are not going to allow someone to kind of pull the uh, perpetual interims to avoid a confirmation process. And that could be that that could be us triggering with our existing rules how we're going to deal with the NOPD budget and NOPD leadership. It could be us repeatedly turning down interim chiefs and not granting them that period and saying that basically we are declaring this is not an emergency situation. You must immediately put someone up for confirmation. We've got a lot of stuff at our disposal, Tommy, and obviously we're trying to work with the mayor to do the right thing. We have the we have the ability that this is going to be a multi-month lengthy public search. We could even extend the interim period, but I will tell you the council has no appetite to extend an interim period simply because the mayor is choosing not to do a search for police chief. Well, and the the downside of that obviously is that meanwhile nothing gets done with NOPD in terms of a, a retention of officers. I, I know they that you approved the bonuses. We'll have to see what effect that has. But in terms of officer complaints with morale, where does the uh, case with Jeffrey Vappy stand? Do you have any idea, JP? We do not. Um, I know when I previously when I previously spoke with Newell, we were trying to get updates. Uh, he, I was told by Newell that the press had tried to get updates and had been brick-walled by NOPD regarding said updates. And at that time, I said, hey, if there's any individuals in the media that have tried to get updates and they've been blocked, please reach out to me because I'm happy to push the envelope on I that. I heard that as a matter of fact. The, the, and, I, and I haven't had anybody from the, from the media reach out and try to 
say they haven't gotten an update on Mr. Vappi. So, I mean, I think that, like I told Newell, I have the IPM ordinance to try to empower the IPM to look into situations where you have a situation where potential rot goes up the chain. And I'm going to move forward with that, with that legislation because without someone like the IPM, who's kind of an independent body, who cannot be alleged to have any kind of political agenda in doing said investigations, that's the person who should be looking into this right now. And simply put, the way the current ordinances are set up, uh, Stella lacks the authority to do that. And that's something we're going to have to change because when the public has – when there's obviously a problem and there's no one but the NOPD investigating themselves and there's no movement, that kind of tells you what's going on in itself. All right, let me take a break. We'll pick it up when we come back. And the IPM is the independent police monitor, if you didn't understand what JP was talking about. And that is very important because that goes to the national search. And if, as JP said, the rot going from the bottom up, if for whatever reason the mayor is so um, hell-bent on keeping her fingers in NOPD, well, good luck finding somebody that you would want to take the job as NOPD superintendent if that's the situation they're coming into. We'll go a little bit deeper into that when we come back. 851-9 till 9, back in a flash, WWL. 855, Tommy Tucker talking to Council President J.P. Morrell. J.P., before the break, the reason I asked about Officer Vapian, it's not hard to connect the dots here, but if the mayor is getting involved in investigations in NOPD, and you talked about rot going from the bottom up, I think is what you said, um, I just don't know how anybody that you would want to be the new superintendent from a nationwide search would want to get involved in that situation. That's why it's important that somebody clarify what the hell's going on here and, and mark some lines, right? I mean, stake out some territory? Whose is what? Well, I think it's actually much more broad than the VAPI situation. I think the really the, the larger problem is there has to be a willingness to seek out a police chief who is going to solve the problem and do whatever it takes, whether it be a restructuring of the department, whether it be a relook at deployment, whether it be a relook at the deputy, deputy superintendents and whether they should even exist, although we should go back to majors. The problem you have is there is a perception, we don't know if it's reality yet, but the significant perception that the police chiefs historically have been under the thumb of the mayor. The reason why you saw the council put forth an ordinance saying two things, one, we would do the average salary of police chiefs because our police chief position is one of the lowest paid in the country. So to attract uh, quality candidates, you got to pay the average of what's going out there. But more importantly, the reason why we put out there giving someone a three-year contract is because whoever that person is, whether they're local or national, having a contract saying you are entitled to run this department as you see fit as the police chief for three-year period, that's going to be attractive. We don't need elected officials who are not law enforcement professionals micromanaging the police department for political ends. There's a tremendous amount of things that council and mayor can do around the police department to address crime. You're going to see a lot of those proposals come up on Wednesday, council-driven proposals that deal with things besides NOPD to try to address crime. But you can't effectively have a crime plan if you don't give a police chief the authority and ability to run the department and they're simply reacting to whatever the political aims are of their elite, of their boss, who's the mayor, in any particular instance. Now, I want to be very clear. The real reason why Wednesday is important 
is to bring transparency to what's going on with the police search, but more importantly, for the council to show leadership, once again, putting forth a plan that is going to be council driven to reduce crime. Because everyone in the city has been awaiting from a plan from the mayor to do that, and we haven't gotten one. And we can't just continue to wait in the vacuum. Leadership has to step into that vacuum, and the council is going to do that on Wednesday. What are some of the things that will be on the agenda that you guys will take up, JP? Well, we have a, a couple of things. We have, we've we been working with the police department to try, to try and do more public outreach to specifically pull up what the outcomes are as far as there were over 2,000 firearms stolen from cars last year. Mm. And the firearms that are used in the murders and shootings and killings across the city are not firearms bought at Walmart. They're firearms that are found in a truck somewhere because someone didn't lock their door or someone didn't secure their gun. That's one thing we're looking at. We're looking at the situation where we have children who are getting access to firearms because parents leave them callously around without any attempt or effort to secure them. We're looking at things like the curfew, and we're looking at things like truancy. The school board will be there as well to really have a robust policy to bring back the truancy center so that kids who are wandering the streets during the day or kids who are out in the depth of night, these are both instances which are preventable. When you look at some of the deaths that have been happening, a lot of them, especially when it comes to children, happen at hours where they should be at school or they should be at home. So we're looking at a lot of different things. Those are just a few. But these are things the council can actually affect versus just waiting for the mayor to come up with a plan because we've been waiting on that plan since since February of 2022. Thank God somebody's doing something. I mean that sincerely, JP, because I, I don't know what the hell's going in her mind. I, I, I just don't understand how she cannot address any of this or ignore this. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time. Have a good day. Thank you. J.P. Morrell, New Orleans City Council President. We'll take a break. We come back. We're going to have the great pit bull debate. I know a lot of you are very passionate about this. We'll hear from both sides and from you when we come back here on WWL. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 